International Baptist College is a dynamic ministry of Tri-City Baptist Church in Chandler. IBC offers three Bachelor of Arts degrees and four graduate degrees. The professors at IBC desire to teach students how to think, live, and lead from a conservative biblical worldview. Whether you are pursuing a degree or laying a biblical foundation for your life, IBC will mentor you into ministry. Please check out our website at ibconline.edu or call 1-800-IBC-4858 for more information. In this place is one greater than the temple. In this place right now, there is one that is greater than the temple. Who's he speaking of? He's speaking of himself. Now, who is he? He is Jesus. He is the eternal Son of God. He is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the lawgiver. Now, do you understand what they're doing? They're arguing about an application of the law with the one who gave the law. I'm Celeste Montague. Welcome to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, featuring the teaching of senior pastor Dr. Kevin Shaw. Dare to Stand is on the radio to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ to all who will listen, to carefully teach the truth of God's Word, and to encourage a healthy lifestyle of worshiping and honoring God. For more details about Dare to Stand or the ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church, please visit www.daretostand.org or call the church at 623-581-3115. You can receive a free MP3 copy of today's message or the entire series in MP3 format for a small fee by contacting the church. Today we continue our study with Dr. Shaw on the subject of worship. The Lord has much to say throughout the Bible about how we are to worship Him with our hearts, not just our outward ceremonies, by remembering what He has done for us and by seeking the Lord and listening to what He says. Today Dr. Shaw brings us more of a message titled, Jesus on Worship, Part 2 as we study what our Lord Jesus Himself has to say about the subject of worship. Let's listen as we pick things up where we left off last time, talking about the God of legalism, which is the law itself. Listen carefully, a really good teaching point coming at you right now. Here's our teacher. The God of legalism is the law. You say, how do you know that's true? Well, here's what happens. Have you ever had somebody do this? I've had people, I have had folks do this with me. Pastor, you said such and such, and I disagree with that, and I think it's wrong biblically, and here's why. And I said, oh, yes, I said that, but that's not what I meant by that. I meant this. Do you understand? We have a misunderstanding of, we, we agree on what I said, but we disagree on what I meant by what I said. Have you ever ever had somebody do that with you? And so you clarify what you meant, and they say, no, no, you said this, therefore you meant that. I said, no, I meant this. And they, they insist that I meant 
what I did not mean because that's how they took it, even though I'm explaining what I meant by what I said. Now, don't you think the authority on what was meant by what was said should come from the person that said it? Don't you think that that's the case? But what happens is someone will start arguing based upon what you said, and they'll argue with you about what you said. What happens is the point of authority then becomes my interpretation of what you said, not your interpretation of what you said. So the God becomes the God of the law. You see, that's exactly what the Jews were doing. You say, how do, how do you know they were doing it? Look, Jesus says so in the text. Verse 6. Jesus says this, but I say unto you that this place, in this place is one greater than the temple. In this place right now, there is one that is greater than the temple. Who's he speaking of? He's speaking of himself. Now, who is he? He is Jesus. He is the eternal Son of God. He is part of the Trinity, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. He is the lawgiver. Now, do you understand what they're doing? They're arguing about an application of the law with the one who gave the law, right? So Jesus is saying, this is what was said, and this is what God meant. Oh, no, 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 it's this. See, what they have done is they have, they have made the law the God. The law is good. The law is intended to point someone, the law to someone who is greater. In this particular case, verse 6, the greater one is Jesus Christ himself. The result is a worship of a particular worship style. Okay? Notice the next verse, verse 7. But if ye had known what, it mean, what this meaneth. See, if you understood what God really meant by what he said, I will have mercy and not sacrifice, you wouldn't be condemning the guiltless person here if you understood exactly what God meant by what he said. There's no disagreement about what God said. There's disagreement about what God meant about what he said. See? For the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath day. I do believe that he's talking about himself at this point. So the idea is this. What happens to the legalist is the law itself becomes, and my particular interpretation of the law becomes my substitute for God himself. And that's dangerous. That's the God of legalistic worship. What's the danger of legalistic worship? Well, the danger of legalistic worship is it fails to see the context. Jesus explained that. He said, listen, yes, you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And you're not supposed to eat of the showbread that is in the temple. And the priests are not supposed to work on the Sabbath because, you know, people aren't supposed to work on the Sabbath. But understand that everything has its context. And he said, don't you remember? And part of the context is that human need, not just human desires, Human need supersedes the law, for instance. Go back, he said, verse 3, Have you not read what David did when he was hungered and they were that were with him? And they weren't just a little bit hungry. You know, I, I've got a little tweaky something there. They were to the point where they were, faint, they, were, they were fainting for lack of strength. They were running from an enemy. 
How he entered into the house of God and did eat the showbread, which is not lawful for him to eat, neither for them which were with him, but only for the priest. And David did this. And did anybody condemn him? Was this okay? And the, the presumed answer is this. Well, wait a minute. There was context. He would have died. Of course it's okay. He says, hey, you know, people aren't supposed to work on the Sabbath. Yet the Old Testament tells the priests all the things they were supposed to do on the Sabbath. Guess what? The priests work on the Sabbath. You know, what the, you know what the priests did all the Sabbath day? They killed animal after animal. They were, it was like working at a meatpacking plant. When everybody else was supposed to rest on the Sabbath, a priest went home exhausted on the Sabbath day. The very things that he was required to do would have been considered a violation of the Sabbath. Uh, we have some former preachers in here. Uh, preachers understand this. You know, yes, the Lord's Day is our one in seven principle. We have the one in seven principle from creation. And, but can I, can I just tell you something? I, it's just a little secret here. This is a work day for me. Okay? This is not a rest day for me. And for anybody who is a preacher, it's a work day. The preachers, when, when a preacher goes home at night, on Sunday night, he crashes. Now, sometimes your brain keeps going, but your body can't. Which means, if I'm going to honor the one in seven principle, I have to take another day of the week to rest. Right? But see, context. Context. And, and that's what they fail to see. See, legalism fails to see what's the purpose. The purpose is for people to see the holiness of God and the sinfulness of man. There's, there are lessons to be taught in the law. Legalism becomes then unbalanced. I was talking to a pastor friend of mine, and I was challenging him. By the way, pastors do this from time to time. And I was challenging him on a particular theological position he was taking. And there were, he had a, a number of followers that seemed to be just really, I mean, they emphasized one particular theological position above everything else. It was like, that's what they were wearing on the shoulder. And I said, you know, this seems to be out of whack. You know, what's going on? And he said, well, he said, I just feel like we have to counter an imbalance. Now, I want you to think about that for a moment. If, if you see theological imbalance over here, now we do this physically, Right? The way that you counter an imbalance is you become imbalanced on the other side as much. So the balance, you know, the two imbalances balance each other out. The problem is if you do that theologically, somebody's imbalanced on this side, so you go on this side, you become what by definition? You become imbalanced. And that's the danger of what happens here is that legalism takes in avoiding one thing, goes to another extreme and becomes a, a sin on the other side. We, we have to make sure that we don't do that. That's the danger of legalistic worship. The result of it is this. Worship is intended to draw people to God. Did you know that? Dr. Shaw will be back with more on avoiding legalism in the way we worship. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dare to Stand with Dr. Kevin Schall as we continue a study on the subject of worship and a message today called Jesus on Worship, Part 2. Dare to Stand is a radio outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church. You can link to the church at daretostand.org. Now here's Dr. Schall to talk a little about an addiction recovery ministry 
going on at his church, Northwest. It's called Freedom That Lasts. Hello, this is Kevin Shaw. Are you or someone you know dealing with the agony of an addiction? You cannot change what you do until you let God change who you are. Freedom That Lasts is a discipleship ministry of Northwest Valley Baptist Church that applies the life-transforming principles of the gospel and Christian growth to the problems of life-dominating sins and addictions. All of this happens in an atmosphere of love and accountability. If you would like to know more information about this important ministry, give us a call at 623-581-3115 or visit our website at daretostand.org. Go to the homepage and click the Discipleship Connections button. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. If you or someone you love needs recovery from an addiction, please contact Northwest Valley Baptist Church. And now, let's get back to our study as Dr. Shaw tells us more about how worship is supposed to lead people to God. And legalistic worship has the potential to get us focused on the wrong things in our worship. Here's our teacher. Now, how is worship intended to draw people to God? Well, first of all, by revealing truth. So we, we come together and we, we reveal truth. We teach the Word of God. We sing about the Word of God. We, we symbolize the Word of God as we observe the Lord's table. That happened in the Old Testament. Sacrifices were made, and that sacrifice was intended to reveal a truth about the person who was making the sacrifice. I'm a sinner, and therefore I must make a sacrifice because I have sinned to satisfy what? Another truth, a holy God. So the sacrifices, the pictures, the holiness of God and the sinfulness of mankind in this symbolic picture. But what happens, and, and so it's intended to reveal truth. By the way, it offers repentance. Then, because I'm seeing this truth, I can repent of my sin and my relationship to God can be restored. So every time that, a, that an Old Testament saint would come to the tabernacle or temple, and there was a sacrifice made. He's thinking, I'm a sinner. Then his mind is going back to what he did yesterday and the day before and the day before that. And he's thinking, oh God, I'm a sinner. He confesses his sin to God as opportunity to repent for his sin. So, so it offers repentance and it becomes a path to change. I don't want to do that again. And transformation, I don't want to live that way anymore. And then because sin is confessed, right? Fellowship is restored. Now, if you didn't sacrifice for sin in the Old Testament, you would not be in right relationship with the covenant community, which was to symbolize that if I didn't confess sin, I would not live in right relationship with God Himself. So, so the worship, the whole process of worship is intended to draw people to God. But what happens with legalistic worship? Well, the law itself then becomes a confusion for the truth. Okay, we can't do this and we can't do that, but we can do this and we can't do that, and sometimes the rules don't make sense, and I can't figure it out, and you, you lose the purpose. The law becomes the by, means by which somebody approves. And when I say the law, the application, see, I didn't pluck grain on the Sabbath, but they did, so I am more righteous than they are. And so the application of the law becomes the means by which we judge one another. And we set ourselves up or we feel terrible about ourselves. And, and, and so we start to judge one another. And then eventually we start to think the law becomes the tool by which, by which I please God. 
And therefore, my path to a relationship with God is not through the confession that the sacrifice symbolizes, but through the sacrifice, through the good works that I do, through all the wonderful... And see, then all of a sudden we get a works sanctification and a works salvation, which is totally the opposite of what the law is intending to show. And then eventually the law becomes a tool to oppress and a means of condemnation. Let's apply it to Northwest Valley Baptist Church. We work really hard in planning our worship. Our worship theme this morning was Jehovah Shalom, the God of peace. We chose the songs based upon that theme. We had an introduction based upon that theme. Everything is working to focus our brains and our minds upon that theme. Now, what are we trying to do? We're trying to take the principle. We have a worship principle. Worship God in spirit and in truth, right? And then we're applying that principle in the things that we do in a local church. But if we lose the principle and we just say, oh, we, listen, good churches have to have a theme. And if you don't have a theme, you don't have good worship. And, you know, those other people are no good because they don't do what I... Do you see all of a sudden we have changed it into legalism? Instead of being our heartfelt means by which we do the best we can to please God, we, we use it as a means to browbeat others or beat them over the head with it. Then we have become legalistic and we drive people from the truth. The result of legalistic worship, again, alienates people from God. So how do we avoid this? Let me give you some principles. First of all, always focus on the principle. Every time we have a practice, we have to think, okay, what is the Bible principle? God is holy, man is a sinner. What is, what is the Bible principle? And how do we best apply this principle in our context? Always be thinking about the principle. Like in this particular case, human need supersedes the law. Jesus healed somebody on the Sabbath. Now, what was his reasoning? Well, the reasoning among the Jews was this. The reasoning among the Jews, he took the Jews' reasoning, and they said if an ox or a sheep falls in a hole, you'll get the ox or the sheep out of the hole and not considered a violation of Sabbath principles. But you won't heal some, you wouldn't get the person out of the hole, right? You won't heal the person, and yet the person is more valuable than the ox or the sheep. He said, this doesn't compute. There are human needs that are required to be met even on the Sabbath, which might involve work. So we could take that in application. So is it legitimate for a person to be a nurse and work on the Sabbath? Clear application of this principle, is it not? Because there are human needs that don't go away on the Sabbath day. Now, you do the, your best you can to rest and observe the Sabbath day, but there are certain things that do have priority. For instance, I don't know anybody who's, you know, changing babies' diapers is work. But they still change them on the Sabbath day, right? Focus on the principle and examine the heart. Why am I doing this? And I have to ask myself, am I doing this to satisfy my sinful desires or am I doing the best I can and, and obeying God in observing His truth in this particular situation. What, what is in my heart? I have to examine my heart. See, and there are a lot of times we don't want to examine our heart. We just want to know the rule, what the rule is so that we can do as, get as close as possible to the rule to do whatever we want to do. That's legalism. 
So we examine the heart that also carnality and willful ignorance, by the way, is not excused. Well, I've just, oh, don't tell me. Don't tell me what the rules are. Let me just, I, you know, I would rather just be ignorant. Well, ignorance, willful ignorance is not an excuse. Next thing, reevaluate self and motives often. Now, here's what happens. I'm trying to figure out a context. You know, I, okay, here's this Bible principle, and I'm in this particular situation. And so I have to now decide what I need to do and how I need to respond in this particular situation. So I work through, I pray through, I'm applying the principles I'm thinking through in life. I'm not worried about what works best for me or what is easiest for me. I'm trying to do what God wants, understand what God wants, apply the principles. So I come all the way down to the conclusion and then I make a decision. And the decision is usually in the form of a rule or a policy. In this situation, I am now going to do this. Five years, 10 years, 15 years, 20 years and I'm still doing the same thing. Even though sometimes the circumstances under which I made the rule now are completely different. But we work so hard to get to that one point, and frankly, as we get older, we don't realize time passes and things change so much around us. Dr. Shaw will be back with some closing thoughts of wisdom about avoiding worship that becomes its own God. He'll be right back. You're listening to Dare to Stand, a radio ministry outreach of Northwest Valley Baptist Church in Glendale, Arizona, where our teacher, Dr. Kevin Shaw, serves as senior pastor. Northwest Valley Baptist Church is located at 4030 West Yorkshire Drive in Glendale. That's just south of the 101 at 40th Avenue. Come visit our new worship center. Sunday worship service is at 9.30 a.m. Adult Bible studies and Sunday school for all ages are at 11 a.m. And Sunday evening service is at 6 p.m. Child care is provided for all services. Wednesday evening activities include prayer meetings, children's and teens programs. Northwest Valley Baptist Church also offers a quality traditional Christian education for your children, grades K through 12, at Arrowhead Christian Academy, located right on the church property at 40th Avenue and Yorkshire Drive. For more details about the church, kids' programs, this radio broadcast, or to register your kids for Arrowhead Christian Academy, please visit www.daretostand.org or call 623-581-3115. If you enjoy listening to Dr. Shaw's teaching, please visit our website and find out more about this program. You can support Dare to Stand with a tax-deductible donation of any amount on our secure website at daretostand.org. We gladly offer free MP3 copies of Dr. Shaw's teaching, and we would be honored to minister to you personally and help you in any way we can. Please call the church at 623-581-3115 today. Join us for Sunday morning services at 9.30 a.m. and Sunday evening discipleship at 6 p.m. And you can also listen to Dare to Stand Sunday mornings at 9 a.m. right here on this same radio station. I'm Celeste Montague. Join us again next time as we continue our study on the subject of worship. Now, here's Dr. Shaw with some closing thoughts about the wisdom of re-evaluating why we do what we do and making sure our worship is leading us and others to the Lord. 
We'll see you next time for more right here on Dare to Stand. I have to reevaluate my decisions based on the present circumstances. And that makes sense. So I reevaluate myself and I reevaluate my motives often. We have to do this, especially in the issues of worship. Because legalism in worship will become its own God if we're not careful. Remember the big picture. Remember the point.